0: I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight.
1: This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place good night. Back in the day when there were daily duck and cover drills, we practiced putting our school desks between us and thermonuclear destruction. Back in that day, there was a group of friends who called ourselves the Royal Order of the Purple Shaft. I was a charter member, along with John, Jerry, Frank, and Leo. We've lost touch over all these years, but a time warp zap happened this week. John's daughter, Jane, sent me an email And I think at least part of the Royal Order of the Purple Shaft shall ride again. (laughs) Jane says she remembers meeting me at a radio station, specifically WNBC in New York. She is now a knockout graphics artist, but she was just a little kid back then. I don't know if she has kids of her own, but I'll find out. Lots of girls these days don't want to have kids when they find out that it takes nine months to download a kid. Kids brighten up a home because they never turn out the lights. I have a lot of kids. You learn a whole new vocabulary when you have kids. You find yourself saying things like, Stop that. I don't care who started it. I told you to go before we left the house. Don't kiss the dog there. You threw what out the window? (laughs) And, And soon. Soon is a big word when you're driving with a kid. Soon. I found that when you give a kid a hammer, the entire world becomes a nail. And way too soon they become teenagers. That's when a normal kid turns into an alien. Big Louie, the head guy in my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, available at Amazon.com, shameless plug. Big Louie always says, do not lend your son your car unless you are prepared to replace everything in it including the seats, the mirrors, and worst of all, the airbags. I think you have an obligation to explain things to your son. You know, things like, the covers of all of the women's magazines have big stories about how women say they want more and better sex. Now, your son is going to want to know why women don't tell us that. I don't know the answer to that. Your son's going to find out that men aren't talkers, we're doers. We take action. We take action like opening a can of beer. Changing the TV channel. Opening another can of beer. Actually, your son will learn that fast enough all by himself. Having a teenage son makes you wonder when a cop pulls you over for speeding. You can't help but wonder what that cop's bedroom looks like. And daughters, when they become teenagers, well, you need to explain things to them, too, but they're different things. Things like, girls who go camping with guys must be careful of evil intent. (laughs) While she is a teenager, your daughter won't want to be seen with you in public, but that changes. When a daughter gets to be around 20 years old, she's going to make you so proud She's going to make you so proud that you will really try to become the kind of guy she thinks you are. Dicks the Tails, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear, so you can squeeze the really important stuff that's bothering you out the other ear, and you can just grab a grin and win. The zoo guys tell us that beavers sometimes get crushed by the very trees that they chew on. I guess that proves that their bite is worse than the bark, I guess. If the answer is three men and a baby, what is the question? If the answer is three men and a baby, what is the question? tell you in a minute. You don't know, do you? Well, I'll tell you. The hairs on the butt of a cockroach are so sensitive that they can detect air currents made by the onrushing tongue of a toad <laughs> or a rolled up newspaper. Neanderthals are said to have buried their dead, which I guess they did. Haven't seen many Neanderthals around. Most fights in a home are in a kitchen, which is a terrible mistake, guys. Do not fight with your wife in the kitchen. That's where she keeps the sharp knives. It's called the Lorena-Bobbitt syndrome. If you're too young to remember, go Google it. Lorena Bobbitt. Ooh. If a cow eats onions, her milk will taste like onions, which is why I think if I had a cow, I would feed her chocolate, just to see what would happen. If the answer is three men and a baby, the question is, what do you get when four guys go fishing and one doesn't catch anything? Three men and a baby. Of course, that fourth guy can always argue that he wasn't really fishing. He was just sitting there in the boat in his capacity as president of the debating club. <laughs> that ought to get him off the hook, don't you think? Decks tales they take your mind off your mind. little housekeeping here. If you like these podcasts or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, available at Amazon.com, shameless plug... Or my spoken word story CDs at dicksummer.com. Would you please tell a couple of friends? Because they might like them too, and you would be doing me a favor. So thank you very much. Life lessons you have to teach your kids eat, drink, and be merry, because you can never tell when they're going to cancel your credit card. <laughs> Don't do anything you're not prepared to explain to a paramedic. Take everything in moderation, including moderation. Guns don't kill people. Husbands who come home unexpectedly kill people. (laughs) Politicians often make whole lies out of half-truths. My old buddy John's daughter, Jean, taught me a lesson about life when she got in touch with me just now. And the lesson is some friendships last a lifetime, even when you lose touch. There's a story in my Night Connection spoken word CD about a friendship that only lasted one night. Or did it?
0: It had been a very long time since you'd felt like a beautiful, desirable, sensual, special woman. You were out of town on business and you set it up on purpose. You know exactly how to slip under the covers of a man's mind automatic with you it's really something you do in your own head more than anything else it's just a small voice that happens inside you it purrs, it says yes you now the only conscious thing you do is you raise one eyebrow just a little bit and you smile just enough for him to see the tip of your tongue brush against the back of your teeth then you stand a little too close to him, looking up carefully into his eyes. The warmth of your bodies lifting a touch of your perfume into the space between you. It's really not something you do on purpose. It's the femaleness of you loving the closeness of his physical strength. You can sense that you are making him generate even more masculine power just by being so close. You were interested in healing yourself. He was interested in you. And you really didn't expect that. It was amazing. That night three years ago. He couldn't get enough of your ideas. He couldn't get enough of your dreams. And by midnight you were slowly stepping out of your high heels. calves flexing the light from a candle flashing in your eyes for just a moment as you lay down slowly next to him. And he couldn't get enough of you. You woke alone in the morning, the smell of him still in your hair, the memory of the taste of his skin, and the touch of his fingers, the only proof that he was ever really there. But it worked. You got strong again, quickly. You met a very good man, you fell in love, and you're going to be married soon. But every year, that small purring voice inside you wishes a perfect stranger, a man you'll never see again, a happy anniversary. And you wonder if he ever remembers you.
1: Some loves are powerful enough to last a lifetime. And some lifetimes are powered by a love that only lasts an hour or two. She's a good woman, and the man she's marrying is a good guy, and they're going to do fine together. She's going to give him her heart, her mind, and her body. She'll share almost everything she has with him. Everything except that one small, hidden little memory space in her life. Because just once every year, about this same time, a powerful, personal part of her will, maybe just for a moment or two, belong to that perfect stranger, a man she will probably never see again. The story is called The Perfect Stranger. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, please go back to DickSummer.com. Check out the Night Connections icon on the homepage. Back in the day when we practiced putting our school desks between us in thermonuclear destruction on those daily duck and cover drills, I was lucky enough to have a group of friends who called ourselves the Royal Order of the Purple Shaft. I was a charter member along with John, Jerry, Frank, and Leo. We've lost touch over these years, but a time warp zap happened this week. John's daughter, Jane, sent me an email. And it's beginning to look like at least part of the royal order of the purple shaft shall ride again. Jane is planning on picking up a client whose business is near me, and I'm hoping that she can bring her parents and we can do away with some steak together. I like steak. You like steak? I bet you do. Of course, I have to be sure John isn't on that famous new cardiologist diet. You know, the one, if it tastes good, spit it out. (laughs) That'd be a shame. I don't think John fought his way all the way up to the top of the food chain just to become a vegetarian. I'm not knocking vegetarians. I have several in my family, and I love them dearly. So if you're a vegetarian, don't get huffy. Life is short. Smile while you still have teeth. I just think eating vegetables isn't as fair as eating meat, you know? Because at least meat has a chance to run away.
0: to sleep. Good night.